Hi Ellie, welcome to episode three of our postcard. Hi Dee, well here we are, who would have thought episode three, it's in our DNA. Welcome to my kitchen table. It's always a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about this week and what we've got planned for our listeners. Same, same. But speaking about the kitchen table, we just need to remind the audience that we're recording from the kitchen. Kitchen table, it's echoey. There's no studios. We are who we are. We are who we are. Now this week we have our first ever guest. We're interviewing Jo. Um, We could interview her about so many parts of her life, but we're actually just focusing on her running and marathon career. So Dee, I just want to ask you, because I've got a bit of a funny story to share. Yeah? Do you think this podcast is having an impact on our families? Possibly. Why? What's your funny story? All right. I'm going to take the possibility and make it an absolutely (laughs) yes it is. So the other night, I wake at 4.30am and I can hear this muttering from the other room and it's my daughter Lucy and I hear, is it okay if I just make it in the kitchen? And she's renowned for sleep talking and used to walk as well. So I immediately respond because I have conversations. I go, yeah, sure, Luce, what is it? But what are you doing? She said, the podcast. Is it okay if I do the podcast in the, in the kitchen? This is in her sleep. 4.30 in the morning. She's dreaming. She's dreaming. About making a podcast in your kitchen. Yeah. That's the impact. Because she was with us. Yes. Episode last, two. Yeah. As well as child number scenes. two for you. Yeah. yeah. Child number two was here yeah. as well. They're behind the scenes helping. So on my child number one's birthday, it was a bit... Yeah. Yeah. That's that's yeah. so funny. So, I love yeah. that story. Ooh, they're invested, Dee. They are. Actually, we should do a shout out to my child number two, who is doing all the editing behind the scenes, hours and hours. Yeah, yeah. Big shout out to H. He's in the background, <laughs> literally doing his hands up in the air, like, can I he hear the crowd? <laughs> Okay, Dee, the time's come. I'm really excited. We've got Jo coming up, our first guest. How are you feeling? I am so excited to interview her. Should we get on with it? I think the listeners are going to love it. Let's do it. Let's go. Hi, Jo. Welcome to It's In Our DNA. You're our first guest and we could not be happier to have you here. Oh, wow. What an honour. Oh, welcome, Jo. This is so exciting. It's very nice to be here and uh, more so just to sit here and chat, catch up. It's been a while. It's a bit sad that we have to make a special time and place to get together Mm. because we're so busy. Yeah. That's that's us. That's and that's life. why we really appreciate you coming today to talk a little bit about running and your running journey just mm-hmm. to inspire the listeners and also because we have a fair bit in common as far as running goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, I, can I just say, Dee, I've already um, jumped into my commonality and yeah. that is sharing a glass of wine with you, Jo. So cheers. <laughs> now you girls can yeah. carry on with your running right. chit-chat. Okay, so Jo, yeah. first question. Yes. What, ins- like, what inspired you to start running? Well, inspiration is a word that is thrown around a lot, you know, and you're so inspiring. I didn't really have an inspiration. No. 
I was a sporty kid, um, grew up with sport all around, probably more, well, very much so, swimming, surf life-saving, dancing. So I thought, well, we used to go for runs along the beach. It was just became another way of keeping fit for yeah. your swimming. Um, and so then we did a few fun runs, a uh, group of friends just in our 20s and just went from there, Got went further and further and further. And then we thought, well, this marathon sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And so off we went. So, so we just started training. For your first ever marathon. Yeah. So no and one no one specific. Yeah. yeah. No reason. Just yeah, thought just, we'd... Your runs grew. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. You're, and so your first ever marathon was where? The Melbourne Marathon. Oh. First one was the Melbourne Marathon. And... It was special because it was the last Frankston to Melbourne. Oh, my life. So the first one that I did happened to be the last Frankston to Melbourne, which was great because it was running from point A to point B. I should ask you, Deb, what inspired you Mm. to start running? Joe Richo. And amongst others, but there was a group of mums. uh, We were all at school with similar age children and some of them ran and just started talking and then it just... Yeah, mm, just went from there. So chat. Jo particularly would, she's a great organiser and she'd get a group of girls. So we're meeting at this time, we're going here, come on, you can do it, let's go. And we off we'd go for, what, 5Ks, yeah. 6Ks, and again, it just grew and grew. And yeah. grew, and that was the great thing because the further you went running and you knew that you were with the right people because you'd get to the end of 10, 12, 15K and we talked so much... It was like, oh, tick, done. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it was only that recently. I mean, I say recently, Dee, but yeah. that's 15 years ago. So thereabouts, you may have started yeah, if the 12. kids were in. Oh, yeah. yeah Not yeah. even that long ago. Just yeah. the school mums. Yeah. I ran a 10K in Melbourne a few yeah, yeah. before kids. A 10K and thought I was the greatest runner of all time to run 10Ks. But once I met Joe and some other friends and started talking to them about their achievements in running and this idea of a marathon, the whole idea of a marathon was out of reach. Like someone running 42 kilometres, like I thought I was a hero running 10 and mm. that was the biggest effort of my life. Mm. And here's someone that I know and I've got to know and she's ran 42 many times. You haven't just one, run once. How yeah. many have you ran? Three Melbournes before kids. And then had four babies, and then four babies. Four babies. And then I thought I'll do another one, and so did another Melbourne, another Melbourne, Gold Coast, stress fracture. Yep, and then another Melbourne, Great Ocean Road. Did oh. you do Sydney? Mm, half. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Bit hilly, Sydney. Well, just Great Ocean Road wasn't exactly flat, but yeah. So a few here and there. But it was, you know, get out. Be very humble. A few here and there. Hmm. She doesn't just run them. She yeah, she terrorises them. Hmm. You're amazing, Joe. So how did you find time so we'll have listeners here going well firstly a marathon's out of reach which i totally agree with because that's where i was at and you just got to put one foot in front of the other and run Mm. five and then a few months later when you're feeling comfortable with five you end up running ten and then a few months later so this is how we do it and we need a team of people it takes a tribe of people to get a bit longer a bit longer someone to chat to it's a great 
thing for mums to do, would you say? Absolutely, yeah. And so you have four kids. Yeah. Had four How kids. are you sitting in runs, let alone training for a marathon? Well, and working. And working. Didn't work. A little bit of casual teaching. But, yeah, so I was at home with my kids and that's big in itself. But, um, no, I would go, I would do my long runs on a Sunday morning. So get up at 5.30, have something to eat, go back to bed for a while and then get up and run and um, the kids would be awake and I'd get them all out in their little sleeping bags and pop them in front of the TV and go out and run for three hours and then I'd come back and... My husband would be there with his paper and coffee yeah. and the four kids still in front of the TV in their sleeping bags. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. A supportive husband, supportive a supportive husband. family. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, supportive. Yep, so I come home <laughs> after three hours and... <laughs> Nothing's changed. Nothing's They're changed. Happy. Yeah. Happy. That's it. They were all they still were sitting there. They yeah. were safe. They were safe as well. Yeah. And they were really supportive of you as well. Yeah, they so. were. Yeah, it was... Look, you'd, you'd go out... And um, it was peaceful. Hey, the other thing I just want to say about having four children is that marathon running. It's like, how do you do one and then come back and go, I'm going to do another one? And I guess it's not, you know, dissimilar to having, you know, four children. You have one, then you have another. Running a marathon is like carrying a child and giving birth. So I just liken a marathon to that same part of being pregnant. You know, you have that, that... sort of hard getting into the first five or 10k and then you get into that cruisy stage around you know four or five months yeah yeah and then the real hard yards come yeah. towards the end and it's the same with the with the pregnancy and then it's the same giving birth it starts off really cruisy gets a little bit harder a little bit harder but you don't have a choice to bring a child no yep the next contraction comes whereas i think a marathon is harder mentally because you've got the choice to give up. Ah. Whereas you don't have a choice to deliver the baby. It just keeps going. Can I just ask yeah. one more question? I'll throw it back to you, Dee, because mm. this is all, you know, I know nothing about marathons. Did you consciously, during marathons, make that comparison? Yeah. 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 Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you could, you could stop. But, but if you, you were likened it to your four pregnancies, yeah. there's no stopping. No, there's no stopping. We're going to see this finish. through. Yeah. Hmm. She's a pretty special person. Just with her her mantras and her quotes and her the way she thinks about running and it makes it possible. Yeah, yeah. So Joe offered me a once in a lifetime for me. I had attempted I'd done a half, few halves, and then I thought I'm gonna do a full and I was just training on my own and I got to thirty Ks one winter and almost vomited and was, you know, horrible and thought, I can't go anymore, I can't get another twelve, stopped said to everyone, including Joe around me, I'm not doing it, I can't do it, and left it for them. And then I think I had an injury. And then the next year came around for marathon season and training, and I'm running a 10 with Joe, and Joe says, you could run a marathon. I said, no, I tried last year. As in, I tried to train for one, and I couldn't even get past 30 Ks. And even. Couldn't even, even we'll get past 30 Ks. That's right. So she's done it. With all due respect. You're there. So 30 Ks. Joe says there. to me on that run, I think it was 12 actually, Joe, you get like, oh, I'll run it with you. I'm like, what? And you're like, I will run every step of the way and I will make sure you get there, you can do it. So I had someone believing in me. Oh, I was still so scared. I'm like, I can't though. Like in my mind, I had the negative mindset, I cannot. I've tried, I failed, it's not for me. Come home and tell my husband, he said, you will 
absolutely take up that offer. That is too good an offer to refuse. And so Joe has given me the gift. Joe ran every single training session pretty much and every step of my one and only marathon with her little mantra, you're the little engine that could. Yep. Oh. We didn't stop. Didn't stop. I know. Keep going. Same again. You can stop. I know I can. You can make the choice to stop. Yeah. I said, D, we are marathon runners. We are not marathon walkers. Having said that, I have walked in marathons before, but D was able to keep running. Yep. Anyone can run a marathon. Anyone can run a marathon who is, whether it be a marathon um, in a wheelchair or able-bodied, whatever your marathon is, your marathon might be a 5K, from couch to 5K. I could run a marathon if somebody pushed me in the wheelchair. Right. <laughs> well, they're running. <laughs> yeah. Still. Yeah. But, but you'd get there. True. Anyone can do it. Mm. The day of the marathon is, is hard, but it's good. Because the hardest part is the training. The hardest part is the four, five, six months of finding the time to run. And then on the day, the hardest part is the last 4K. Mm. Because you've got all the fitness. You've done all the hard yards. And if you've done the hard yards, you stand on that line knowing I've got this because I've, I've done the work. I've done a marathon where I hadn't done the work and it was terrible. But if you've done the work and you step on the line, that's fine. The last 4K, okay, what, 20 minutes is ugly. Mm. But anyone can do it if you've got time, patience. You've just got to want to do it. It's a bit like our podcast. If we're prepared, (laughs) it's good. If we're not prepared, it's not good. Very similar. And I just want to say, sorry, the one thing I just took out of what you were saying was... The power of someone believing in you, and that goes beyond marathons. So you had somebody that believed in you, and it was Joe and your husband. And I think that extends past marathons. Oh, it was nice to have the support. Like when he said, go and do it, I felt like I had the support at home with young kids as well to just go out and do it and, and, yeah, achieve that goal. And I will be forever grateful for Joe for the gift she gave me, and I can never repay you for it. You know what I find amazing listening to you two ladies? The one thing that's um, resounding is to get through a marathon is about having self-belief. And that's what you talk about, Joe. believing that you can do it or there is no other option. You have to do it. No one's going to do it for you. Um, but self-belief is obviously a big part of that. But D, you said for you, and I guess this is like so many runners, whether it's marathon or not, having somebody that believes in you. So you had Joe that believed in yeah. you. Then you come home, you came home, you spoke to your husband, and he absolutely believed in you. So everyone around you knew you could do it, believed in you, but you didn't have that belief. No. So I didn't. what you had to work through first wasn't the physicality about being able to run the marathon. It was the mm-hmm. mental piece mm-hmm. of being able to self-believe and tell yourself. I can do this. It is that little mm. little engine Absolutely. that said, I think I can, I think I can. Absolutely. I know I can. But I that's did. what I mean. Yeah. Joe, and not everyone has a Joe, right? No. If I didn't have a Joe, I can tell you right now, I would never have run no. a marathon. Because we all a have mentor. I ne- And so having mm. a Joe there believing me yeah. is the greatest gift she's ever given me. And she doesn't even really know it. And I can never repay her because I can't be... I can't run a marathon for her because she's quite capable. I know how you can repay me. Oh, yes. Could you take your medal out of the car glove box? It is out of the car. Right. 
Do you know? She oh, would really, she would drive Stop. around. Repaid her. She would drive around with her medal in her glove box. It was close at hand. I liked. She liked it. having it close at hand, but mm. you know, cars disappear. And they do. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. So <gasps> I yes. that's right. That's her Olympic medal. Nervous about yeah. that. That is her Olympic medal. Yeah. Do you know I had? Um, I'm not a runner at all. Just for the audience and. You, you know. are. See, you were. Now, you ran yeah, a five. Yeah. Now this is where we go back to couch Friends. to five k, and someone yeah. believing in you and getting you across the line of five k. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yep, that was another friend of ours who was a runner, and I was in a dark spot, and I didn't even know that mm. a personality like mine could get into a dark spot. I got into a dark spot, mm. and I had my very close friends around me that were there that I didn't even know that were there for me, and I would run. One minute mm-hmm. on, one minute off. I didn't run. Love I didn't it. run. And then this one <laughs> friend, it was Mother's Day, Day. Yeah. seven years ago, it was raining. We had our rain jackets on. I said, I just need to go for a walk. And she says, well, how about we just go for a run? Oh. All right, we'll run one K. And then she kept running. Would, no, I think you can do another 10, oh, another one minute. Let's do another two minutes running. Let's do it. And she just kept talking to me the whole way. Yeah. I did have to say during it, this is totally talk to me, don't ask questions. She started asking questions. But before I knew it, she said, You just ran five Ks. Yeah. Mm. And as a mother go. which we all are she can. as mothers, that was such a gift, finding running at that time of my parenting and having that outlet mm. with other women. Yeah. Um, and just to support each other and to chat. We would. We'd just talk about And Ali, lives. I love running with Dee. And even more so in the, the later years because Dee would talk and I would listen. And I... So then Dee went on to run and she became the runner and I became swept up in life in other things. And so she'd say, come on, Joe, come on, let's go running. We're, we're runners, da-da-da. It was like... It was a total flip. And so I was just like... Okay, you, you do the talking. And I would say to my husband, it's like, yeah, that was good. Dee just talked and I just Oh, what a love puffed. story. One picked up the other when the other one yeah. dropped off. And the, the last time we really, the benefit of lockdown for us, oh, you man. found your running mojo. I did. You had time. Well, no, had time. That's it. So now I have four teenagers, work full time, and I thought, well... We'll let, we have time <laughs> and, and we would sneakily go and run at a part of the river where we knew nobody would see us, yeah. which was naughty. No, but we weren't the only people in Yeah, well, well you were allowed so to get, you were allowed to get, to get fresh air. Yes, yes. yes. We so, yeah. No, no we naughtiness. We were fine. Mm-hmm. You were allowed to exercise. Yeah, we exercised. Not too much information. But, yeah, same thing. So we, I did another one yeah, just Joe, around the Bowen River. Did you remember Joe did New York Marathon? Virtual. Virtual New York Marathon, which is one of her dreams, to run New York. And she did it virtually around the river in yeah. lockdown. Hmm. And I ran no, the last... I didn't By myself. I ran the last, what? Yep. What did you done? 20 when I got I to I did you. 20Ks around Landy Field waiting for another friend who, would, who got held up. So I just ran around the track at Landy Field. 20 kilometres track running. Yep. Yep. And then I picked because I was oh, waiting. That's another, sta- that's another state of mind. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I was waiting. I thought I'll do two more. I'll do four more. And she didn't turn up. I thought oh, I'll go out and do the twenty k, what I call the twenty k loop of Finesford to Breakwater. So this is in Geelong. This is all round yeah. the river. Yeah. So I would, 
I, I did that. And then Dee came and found me and I was not in a good was not in good state. Talking about doing the preparation, standing on the line, knowing you were going to get there. Well, I did some preparation, hurt my hamstring because I'm old and overweight, but hamstring, did another six weeks of training. I'd entered, I thought, you know what, there was no pressure. I'll just step on the line, I'll jog around and... All I wanted was my, my beautiful medal that cost me $50 virtually. <laughs> <laughs> and so off I went. And oh, saved... there's no medal for it? Oh, yeah, man, not. yeah. But not, not, it's yeah. a vir- it says virtual. And that's, but that's okay. That. That, that, that was, was my place. Do. You can talk about dark places and all of that. That's all I could do was run. And so sometimes a part of me thinks if I had more time, you know, you, you have it in you. You have that, I will always be a runner. I'll always be a mm-hmm. runner. When will I stop? But it's time. I'm time sure. poor. We're all time poor. So. Yeah. I'm a swimmer as well, so I haven't there brought that up. Are. And I would swim See? the same in terms of the mental state of mind. So I could swim. My kids used to say, why don't you do the English Channel? Because I could do 100 laps. So, But that was, again, that was state of mind. Yeah. So it was just, yeah, yeah my release. Which is Absolutely. your release is funny. Yep, I love that. Have you got a favourite marathon? Ooh. Well, the first is always good. Yeah. To, um, it, to get there. To get there. Yeah. Yep. And I remember when it was Frankston to Melbourne and I was cooked. Um, and I, I didn't know that area of Melbourne very well. And um, a very dear friend, Susie, was um, on the corner at Brighton and I'd stopped and I said, I'm done. She said, no, you're not. She said, look, there's the city. And I put my head up, makes me go, oop. And I went, oh my goodness, I'm nearly there. Yeah, you're in <laughs> but I was in Brighton. <laughs> but Frankston was way back there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I went, I went, oh, okay. Yeah. So you Thanks. were delirious. And I went, yeah, <laughs> stupid. Yeah, whatever. I don't know what it was first time. And I got there and crossed the line. So that was Did you collapse? special. No, no, no collapsing. No, no collapsing. Nearly collapsed one other time in one of them. Yeah. But then the second one was a finishing one where my mum, who passed away three years ago, and her sister, so my mum and aunt from Queenscliff, drove elderly, managed to park the car, get on the finish line. And as I was finishing, you know, what it feels like for just the the U-Butte runner... To, to finish very sad, you know, poorly. And they were, there they were. Joanne! Joanne! <laughs> <laughs> so Joe's waving everyone in the distance. Yeah. And then they, like, I can remember that vividly of them both being there. And now they've, now she's gone. I look back at what it took her to get there. Yeah. was like, wow. You know, so that was special. And she was proud of you. We're so proud. Yeah. Yeah, Great Ocean Road was amazing. Yeah. Great yeah. Ocean Road was amazing for a yeah. lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, it was probably my best marathon. It was probably my fittest. Yeah. Um, I trained, talk about stand on the line knowing you'd done the work, but I, I didn't know what to expect. So that was an, another good one. But so Great Ocean Road, you start in Lawn, you finish lawn, in Apollo, Apollo Bay. Bay. Yeah. You legend. And it yep. was your best one. And yep. you were a mother of four. Yep. Yep. And you were yep. doing it all. Yep. And my kids and my husband, they came to see me finish. And so we were finishing and I crossed the line 
and they announced my name as the winner of my category not the winner but the winner of my category and I was like oh my goodness where's my family <laughs> and I think I know this story. they weren't there where were they Jill? well they had to go back to the bakery because I wanted yeah. a chocolate milk because I love chocolate milk after I finish a run and um my husband's very um you know proper about the run he always checks things yeah. and the milk was out of date from the bakery and so he went back and in fairness to them I ran I ran faster than than, yeah yeah so I wasn't probably meant to be there for another 15-20 minutes so I had a I had a great run talking about being ready to but your family were at the milk they were there yep checking (laughs) yeah swapping the milk back um and I think um another work colleague was there Anyway, that was another delirious. Yeah. But then you can go, the other favourite thing was running with D in the Melbourne Marathon because for me, there was no pressure. There was so much pressure for D, which I've First experienced time. other times. Um, it was all about just, you know, chatting. I was the chatter. She, yeah. she was the listener. Um, and I just remember, you know, going along. You so were coaching. Coaching, and coaching. coaching. And then, you know, we'd have a wave and say hello here and there. Um, I was still tired. I'm, you know, I didn't do it easy. It was still hard, but she there was no... Easy. She did it easy. There was no pressure. Um, so that was giving the gift of finishing something like that when you think and you, you talk about it, doing it for years and years, getting someone across the line... Um, yeah, that was special. That, that was, was friendship yeah. special. Yeah, really. Everything else is um, singular. Everything yeah. Marathon running is very self-absorbed. And I remember when we went to Gold Coast and I had the four kids and um, I said to my, my father-in-law, my stepfather-in-law, I said, oh, um, you know, taking the kids and away with, with, with my husband, but, but it's all about me. And he looked at me as if, like selfish yeah but you know when you've done six months of training this is all about me yeah. that day is all about me yeah um i don't know anyway. about that actually being a bystander oh. i reckon there's a lot in that for them because they've watched you throughout True. that whole process they've yes. been a part of it so although you've done the physicality of running it they've been a part of your journey so it's <laughs> the end of that journey but you've all been a part of it in some part. Yeah. You've just done the run. Just run. And do you remember when mm. you came to help me around the river mm. and I asked my children, because they weren't there for the Great Ocean Road, and so I asked them to come and be at Landy Field to watch me We're finish. In lockdown. We can lockdown. Only go. We yeah. Can only I had no, no one around. Yeah. So no. come and watch. No. Uh, I would have dressed one. up as a Statue of Liberty for you. <laughs> Child number one, who I have supported her running career yeah. all the way through. No. Nope. No. Child number three and four, no. Child number two, who I thought would have been the least to be there, was there. Bless his heart. Yep, yep. He and ran a lap with you. He ran a lap, end. walked, ran a lap because I was not in a good place. And so he was there and he said to me the next week, he said, Mum... <laughs> I thought you were going to die. <laughs> I look so Did bad. You say so to die? <laughs> and so I went home that night and I sent them a group text yeah. about, you know, why I was disappointed that you weren't there. Um, yes, lockdown, you had all the opportunity to be there, da da da. So there was silence. 
and then there was a letter left on my pillow from all of them except child number two who was there all signed with one three and four um, I then found out later that child number one had gone to a girlfriend who spoke to it and she actually wrote the letter of apology to put on my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the sincerity the of it all. The sincerity of it all. Oh, yeah. So I still feel that I could maybe do another one oh. that... Mm. Oh, well, because I just want my children. Yeah. I had this vision of my children, yeah. but, you know, you see all those mothers and they've got all their kids and the dog and they come out and, and they finish the line. And yeah, and my Yeah, no, you know what I say to that? Yeah. Because, oh, you know, lower the expectation, lower the disappointment. 5K. <laughs> you know, don't expect your kids to be there, you won't be disappointed. Um, I've got one last question for you. Sure. Is there a marathon that you would still like to do? There's many. I never did an international, so I was trying to get to New Zealand to do the Queens, Queenstown Marathon, and I thought, right, I'll do that as a stepping stone to New York, but London, London would be a great one to do. Um, but Paris? that's... Never Paris, we tried for Paris and then COVID hit. Oh, that would be... So where I am now is where the majority of people are thinking about a marathon to go back and do another one now is like climbing Everest for me time full-time work but Everest has been conquered right yeah well there you go yep well you know what Alison let's do it together (laughs) (laughs) great answer let's go to Queenstown I have had a knee replacement and you're not meant to run on a knee replacement so you'd have to push me so that's Well, that's running. What about if I commit to being there the same time as you are in London and I will do a five or a 10k if you do the marathon? I I can't commit to that because it's recording. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I would never, sometimes I would run a marathon, but I would never tell anyone because once you put it out there, it's like, how's the training going and how many months? And so sometimes I would just, there's no going back. I like that. You never, you got a bit cagey about it. Yeah. Because there was the commitment level. Yeah. Mm. People have expectations. Yeah. Remove the expectations. Yeah. Look, anyway, never never say never. Never Never say never. London, here she comes. Yeah. All right, Joe. just in conclusion, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you wanted to talk about? Or something you wanted to mention about running? Hmm. Wow. Well, when you train for that many marathons, there's a lot to talk about. Absolutely. um, Running means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And so, Mm. if going back to, if your 5K is your marathon, then go you. And if you ever think that Physically, mentally, um, work-wise, life-wise, not even. Push all that aside. If you want to achieve something and you want to run a marathon, you can do it. Running the marathon on the day, the last 20 minutes is, is tough. It's really tough. But it's, it's the, the months and the weeks leading up to that. So if you have the desire and you really want to do it, anyone can run a marathon in inverted so commas marathon. not everyone, though, has you in, the, like, they don't have Joe to call on to say, run the marathon with me, like I did. So what's your advice 
to listeners who are listening now yeah. who say, okay, I want to, but I don't have Joe saying, I'll run with you, I'll help you, I'll, you know, what? Well, where do they can, start? What well, do they do? There's running groups out there. Yeah. Um, but it's always good to find someone like-minded. Yeah. A, a buddy, a running yeah. buddy. There's apps. Them. There's apps. Couch to five. Couch to five. All of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's all about desire. It's all about mindset. It's all about... Um, wanting wanting to do something for yourself and marathon running is very much doing something for yourself because it's a big commitment but it's such an amazing rewarding thing to finish as is couch to 5k so yeah it's all relative to the being it's all relative to the being but in all of that if you surround yourself with like-minded Correct. people so you know you need your team you yeah need your you team. need your team and you that's what village. we had and your yeah. team might be a runner's world magazine it might be an app yeah. it might be a podcast a running running yeah. podcast or whatever you need like-minded people who find it you find it yep. and go and do it and mm. you won't regret it no there is never one run that i have ever regretted, regretted. have you that's it. That's the mantra. Oh, I true. never regret the runs that I do, but I always regret the ones that I don't do. Yeah. So, so just do it. Just do it. I just think life is a bit of a marathon. Absolutely. So there's so what you've talked about during the marathon. There's all those really tough and I'm going to say shitty bits. Mm-hmm. That's life, right? Mm. The same as pregnancy. Mm. You just have to know you've got to keep going. There's no I'm not going to. You've got to get through the tough, shitty bits and work out what's going to get you through that. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen that year, because life happens, mm. the desire will be there. If the true desire is there, do it the next year. Yeah. Ex- exhibit A. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Didn't get through the first year on my own, just going on Correct. the program. Mate, when it, you get to 30K... Exhibit D. Yeah. <laughs> when you get to 30K, you're there. You are there. Anyway, mm. um, thank you so much, Joe, for taking time oh. out of your week and coming to chat with us. Pleasure. Hasn't it been great really to have a guest? Good. I'm really loving good, it. Joe. <laughs> Isn't that great to have Joe? Amazing. Our first ever interview. She was divine. What? Divine? But what an inspiration. Oh. She's got. She's the package. What can I say? Talk about when you think you can, you can't. When you think you can't, you can. If you're not inspired after listening to her story to get out and run, well, you probably never will be. Now, I wanted to oh um, share a poem with you, Al. I'm going a little bit off kilter. Wow. A poem. It could be. It, it fits in with that segment you started last week called. Don't worry. Be happy. Okay. Now the start of this poem. Is very dark, but it's worth it. So go with me, listeners and Ellie. Alice yeah, right. make me very sceptical yeah. here. I've no idea where she's going. No, it's fine. I wanted it to be like that. The poem's called You'll Lose Everything. Now, just wait. It starts dark, mm. but it finishes in a really, hopefully, inspiring place about not worrying, being happy. It, we get there. you just got to go through it. Okay, you I ready? love this. Here we go. It's by Jeff Foster. You will lose everything. Your money... Your power, your fame, your success, perhaps even your memories. Yeah. Your looks will go. Loved ones will die. Your body will fall apart. And everything that seems permanent is impermanent and will be smashed. Experience will gradually, or not so gradually, strip away everything that it can strip away and wake up. Waking up means facing this reality with open eyes and no longer turning away. Hold on, listeners, wait. 
There's another no. stanza. You ready? Well, we've only got one left. But, but right now, we stand on sacred and holy ground. For that which will be lost has not yet been lost. And realising this is the key to unspeakable joy. Whoever or whatever is in your life right now has not yet been taken away from you. This might sound trivial, obvious, like nothing, but really it's the key to everything. The why, the how, the wherefore of existence. Impermanence has already rendered everything and everyone around you so deeply holy and significant and worthy of your heartbreaking gratitude. What did you want to respond to that, Ali? Um, well, on a podcast, shaking my head doesn't come through the airways. Okay, that's big and that's deep. Like, my don't worry, be happy is like, give me five words and you've recited a poem about you will lose everything. Yeah, but you haven't. So you've got to live now. Yeah. So you've got to do okay. the marathon so, because your legs work. Yeah, yeah. So the short of it is... Oh, that's a metaphor for life, yeah. the marathon is what I'm Don't saying. Don't worry, be happy. Four words. So we could sum that up in four words, couldn't we? Yeah. Yeah, don't worry, be happy is what they're saying. Exactly. Yeah. I just thought it yeah. summed it up in a different way. Yeah, But absolutely. I'm hoping that it'll provide inspiration for It is beautiful. Listeners. Particularly, um, you know, in the age group that we're in. It's a reminder. It's a reminder. Do you know what? When Jo was speaking um, about her mum and her auntie and, bless Betty, and, you know, you know um, there was that moment that you don't realise a moment is a moment until you're never going to have that moment again. Absolutely. So that's that. Yeah. Again, that's, that's all part of, you know, we say that jokingly, that yeah. don't worry, be happy. And yeah. this is the essence of it because actually when I came across this poem, I have my nana who has passed away, her china. You know, you have her beautiful mugs and I love them, but they sit in a very special spot. And once I read this poem, I'm like, I got them out and I use them every week because yeah, it's as gorgeous. if they're already, yeah. I've lost them. They've already gone. But right now, I still have them. So yeah. rather than make them precious and put them on the top shelf and never use them, yeah. I use them and embrace them for whatever time I have left and whatever time yeah. the china has left. And I remember my nana every time. Yeah. That I use that card. That's a whole other segment. Absolutely. That's a whole other segment in, you know, the clothes. We buy them and I'll put that to the back of the wardrobe for a special occasion. Oh, when I lose What weight. special occasion? What special occasion? Yeah. What's more special than right here, right now that we've been blessed with? That's right. And that's where it says, so in the second stanza, right now we stand on sacred and holy ground for that which will be lost has not yet been lost. Uh-huh. Yeah. Seize the moment. Seize the moment. Captain. All right, Ellie, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for coming over. It's Wasn't been, that fun? It was so much fun. I loved chatting with Joe. Yeah. And we've got so many other friends lined up that we will be chatting to week in, week out. Can't wait. So many episodes. Thank you, Dee. You've done an amazing job of anchoring us once again. Till next time. Till next time. Cheerio. Cheerio. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>